0: This is
1: a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, Baby Nation. It's Tanner from the hit podcast, The Babysitter's Club Club, a podcast in which I, Jack Shepard, never mind. Um, We are now part of a new network, which was that uh, little jingle you heard at the beginning of the episode. We're on the HeadGum Network now, uh, which is very exciting for us and hopefully very exciting for you as well. Um, And I think it will make this podcast even bigger and even better and will make baby nation even bigger and even better than it was before um so i hope you're excited about it we certainly are and i think uh it's only good things ahead of us um so enjoy in
2: 86 N. M. martin wrote the first
0: book of what book came? He- Um here we are here we are chronologically. At the bottom. At the bottom. Uh where we start. Right. Um but later, by which I mean earlier, we'll be at the top with our whole team.
1: Our whole team of of producers and yep. collaborators. Yep. Uh Drake was in the mix yep. for a little while. Uh Holland yep kelsey
0: kelsey was there yeah um so to give you some context for what that is what the bottom is and what the top is in this scenario um is oh i just got it yeah. it's
1: like a funny kind of thing because drake has a song called start at the bottom does he yeah and the lyrics are started at the bottom now we're here the okay here being
0: the top. top right i don't know that oh, okay do you know drake Uh. Uh-uh. uh.
1: not nick drake
0: is nick not drake nick the drake? singer yeah, Nick Drake is a singer. Who
1: died tragically?
0: Oh, yeah. He started at the top and ended at the bottom. Yeah. Not yeah. him. Yeah.
1: Now, we're talking about New Drake.
0: The guy from Degrassi. Yes. Ah, okay. Well, that gets to... <laughs> Jimmy from Degrassi. <laughs> Jimmy from Degrassi. That gets to what ha- what just happened here, folks, is we recorded a hit podcast interview huh. <laughs> with our friends Kelsey and Holland from... Whatever It Takes... Whatever it takes. A Degrassi podcast. A Degrassi podcast. We were on their show. We'll be able to give you details about what – actually, that show will have come out many weeks ago. So you can go and listen to that. It also explains why yep. we read mm-hmm. a Baby-Sitters, Babysitter's Club mystery, mystery this week. Um, We're trying something a little different, Baby Nation. We are going to do occasionally Babysitter's Club mysteries uh, with special guests. Like – Holland, and Kelsey. From whatever it takes. A Degrassi podcast. A Degrassi podcast. Um, But so what we're going to do, Baby Nation, is we're going to intro this book, and then we're going to cut using uh, a little bit of audio wizardry to our discussion with Kelsey and Holland.
1: Right. Kelsey, Holland, great having you here. How are you guys today? Uh, (laughs) Tell me, what did you like about this book?
0: I... (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm not going to do, Tanner? What? I'm not going to do fake voices for Kelsey and Holland. What, the audio wizardry is not us recreating that discussion. Oh. The audio wizardry is, I'm gonna. we're going to hit stop at some point. And Kelsey, then I'm be Kelsey like,
1: and Holland are not with us right now.
0: They're not with us right now, and we don't even need to part the kimono or anything. It's actually pretty normal in a podcast to be like, and now, here's our... Discussion right. with Kelsey and Holland. Kelsey, Holland, what do you guys think about that? You guys
1: are professional podcasters as well. Like, what do you think about? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just let me do it. Well, we're gonna do some wizardry, uh, but first we're gonna we're gonna set you guys up. This is a Babysitters Club mystery. Uh, oh, you know what we should do, dude, dude, dude. What? Let's introduce the podcast. Oh, okay. Hi, 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 and welcome to the Babysitters Club, Club. club. A Podcast in which I, Jack Shepard, and I, Tanner Greenring discuss the. Class Do you guys want
1: to introduce yourselves, Kelsey and Holland?
0: They're Tanner. They're not here. You know they're not here. I just thought
1: maybe you would like use. I'm going to use audio, audio wizardry, wizardry to yeah. kind of bring them in.
0: I'm going to use audio wizardry to bring them in later. You'll know the cue because I'm going to say, "And now here's our discussion with Kelsey and Holland." Oh, okay. But okay, not okay. first, we introduce the show. It's Got a it. sorry, Kelsey. It's, right. it's a podcast in which we discuss. The classic novels of Prince and Zone, Princess, and Matthews Martin.
1: Stormborn. Stormwalker. Stormwalker.
0: Sanctified. And what else is she? Oh, uh, Bat Bane.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, bat, Bane to
0: Bats everywhere. Bane to Bats. <laughs> and Matthews Martin. Uh, and this week, as already mentioned we're doing something a little special, a little off the beaten track. We're reading the first ever Babysitter's Club Mystery, Stacy, and the Missing Ring. This book seems,
1: in terms of where it falls in the canon, seems fairly contemporary with where we're at in
0: the books. Yeah, it was written in 91. So it's uh, post-McGill schism. Right, right, right. After the divorce. Which comes into play in the book. Yeah. The level of fight that Claudia and Stacy had in this book uh, is something that I would have thought would have registered uh, in the rest of the Sitterverse.
1: Yeah, I think we established later in the interview with Holland and Kelsey that this book is probably non-canon. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure how we want to treat this, Baby Nation. But I'm like, thinking
0: parallel universes. Seems like it. I mean, that's what they do in Marvel, right? Yeah. It's just like an alternate timeline. Right, Yeah, um, exactly. This is Earth Two. Yeah, there's probably some crossover. You know, there's some bleed. Right, but that's the working theory going forward. Baby Nation. Um, here's what I think we should do, Tanner. Mm. We should describe this book in the way that we normally do on our hit podcast, The Babysitters Club Club. Club. Yeah. Um, I'll describe the book, then you describe the book, then we'll. it be to the... really fun. You what?
1: Let's have Han and Kelsey do it, girls. <laughs> take it away
0: here's the thing that you can't do with audio wizardry Uh is make them have said something in the interview that we already did which they didn't say okay Okay. all right okay sure we'll we'll do it Uh uh-huh then we're gonna cut to the interview which we already recorded it's okay to admit that okay in a different place and time then we're gonna come back and uh sing you to sleep
1: we'll do that yeah (laughs) okay
0: What do you think, buddy? Love it. All right. I'm going to describe this book first, then I'm going to put 60 seconds on the big bad clock and have you describe this book. Okay. And here's the fucking thing. I had to watch an episode of Degrassi today Mm -hmm. to be on the hit podcast, Whatever It Takes, a Degrassi podcast, starring me, Kelsey.
1: And me, Holland. (laughs) I don't know. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. (laughs) I guess we can just, like, pitch, pitch that up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be convincing.
0: Um, but so I didn't have time to write a description of this book. Uh-oh. Um, so I did. This is a
1: non-traditional, non-canon episode, though.
0: Here's what I did, buddy. I took the uh, description of the hit 80s TV series, The A-Team, uh. and just kind of grafted it on. So let's see how that goes. <laughs> and then we'll have you describe it. You,
1: really, you read a lot of A-Team in this, huh?
0: <laughs> In 1986, a crack babysitting unit was framed by a rich socialite for a crime they didn't commit. These women promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Stony Brook Underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as babysitters of fortune. If you have a baby, if no one else is free, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the babysitter's club. Stacy and the Missing Red. That was way off. It's pretty good. They were. She was framed for a crime she didn't commit. Yeah, that's true. There was no maximum security stockade. No. That that felt a little shoehorned in. But what are you going to do, Baby Nation? Sometimes I have time to think of something. Claudia would be
1: Mr. T. Christy would be Face.
0: No, no. Uh, Don would be Face.
1: Christy would be the old guy. Christy but would I'll... be Hannibal. Hannibal.
0: Christy is Hannibal. She He's an ideas guy. Yeah, he loves nothing more guy? than when a plan comes together. Is there a fourth guy? Uh, face, Hannibal, Murdoch. Murdoch is a jokester.
1: Right, right, right. Murdoch.
0: So it's the original four. So it fits right. So Don can't be in it. So it's uh, Christie is Hannibal. Uh, Stacy is, is face, face, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Claudia is Mister T. Claudia's. Uh, it's not Mister T. It's B. A. Baracus. B. A. Baracus. Yeah. And Maryanne.
1: Is Murdoch? No. That doesn't Because
0: Murdoch's pretty funny. Yeah. And Mar- Marianne's never made a joke in her fucking Well, Don's life. the funny one. Well, Don's not in the original four, dude. Well, we're kicking out Marianne then. God, I would like that. That's a babysitter's club I can get behind.
1: You used to love Marianne. You yeah. used to be all
0: about Marianne. Look, there's been a real transformation for me. Um, You described this book. I described it. Now, now you're going to describe it. No, I said it.
1: you described this book. I did. Now I'm going to describe Good. this book. In sixty seconds or less, you want my phone. Yeah. Jack can't find his phone, so I'm, now he wants my phone. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna put this your big bad clock's even bigger. I think your th- thumb I think works on my Baby phone. Baby Nation, so. we're about to test the, the truest test of a friendship that there is. Uh, does my thumbprint work on Tanner's phone? Whew. Got right in there.
1: You know what else we used to have was find my friend together.
0: Yeah. But oh, I, yeah. it
1: feels like you disabled it. Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a that. That sound, Baby Nation. That sweet sound, which I hope you, you caught a little clip of so you can listen to it over and over, was the sound of Tanner spilling an entire Miller High Life right onto his crotch. <laughs> can I take a picture with your phone? <laughs> right now, stay, hang tight. Where do you keep your camera? It's
1: in, just swipe up from the bottom.
0: Started from the bottom, now I'm here. Good. Good. <laughs> That's a good pick Alright Alright we're back uh, Babies and gentlemen Tanner uh, spilled beer on his crotch And yeah. we had to take a, a quick break
1: I spilled a whole beer on my crotch baby nation <laughs> yeah. But in my defense yeah. We have literally been recording for Four or five hours Yeah yeah,
0: um, we're a little loosey-goosey. <laughs> um, but we started from the bottom, and now our now whole here, team you know? is I, here.
1: I started at the bottom,
0: yep, and here I am now, Yep, the bottom,
1: <laughs> still, so, trying to uh, fish my way
0: out. So your one would be like, I started at the bottom, and I'm still here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still working my way through it. <laughs> I started at the bottom, my team's gone, and I'm still here. <laughs> I don't think we're the, the Tanner root Oh, the Tanner Green Ring story. You're bad at remembering my last name. You're bad at remembering your own last name. How about we have you describe the book? Yep. Yeah. Um, what I'm gonna do, babies and gentlemen, is I'm gonna put 60 seconds on this big bad clock that oh, I have here.
1: I'm gonna do it better this time.
0: Oh what? I did
1: it once, baby nation, but Jack failed to hit record on the fucking show yeah after i spilled beer all over my crotch so we're doing it again
0: yeah this is what happens uh when you've been recording a uh, podcast for a number of hours i'm gonna do it again you spill beer on your crotch someone forgets to hit record you Wait, tanner gets a second take baby nation you did not miss anything tanner did a bad fucking job did a bad job i can give a little precis of what it was you did in your first 60 seconds uh-huh. you spent 60 seconds trying to figure out the names of Uh the Gardellas' pets. The Gardellas are characters in this story. Their pets are named Mouse and Bird. Got it now. Imagine that, except 60 seconds of it. Yep. All right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock. You're going to do a better job of describing the plot of this book, Stacy and the Missing Ring. Let's go now.
1: Okay, Stacy wants a diamond ring very badly. Diamond is her birthstone, and she begs her mom to get her one. Her mom won't get her one. Uh, They have a huge fight about it. Later on this new family moves into town. Their name is the Garrett and they have, uh, two pets named mouse and bird, a cat and a dog and a baby named Lana, Lara, Tara, Tara. Uh-huh. Uh, and the Stacy goes to babysit seconds. for them and, and has a good evening. But the next day, Mrs. Garadella emails and says, God, that's the second time I said emails calls and says, Stacy, uh, Diamond ring of mine went missing. Uh, Everyone, she suspects Stacy did it and blackballs the babysitter's club uh, from the Stony Brook community. Calls everyone and says, don't trust these babysitters. They steal diamond rings. Uh, Everyone sides with Stacy except Claudia who gets in a big fight with her and uh, suspects that Stacy stole it. And time. No, I'm not done. Okay. (sighs) The big reveal is that Stacy and Christy go to the Girardella's house. It's Gardella's. It's not that hard to say. she... Tracks the cat who is often takes toys and bobbles mm-hmm. away and hides them. She follows the cat and figures out that the cat has been hiding toys in a like fold in the carpet in the library, mm-hmm. and pulls back the carpet and there the diamond ring is. Right. Um, she or, did not steal it. She may have because here's the thing, baby nation. This story is told from Stacy's point of view. Right. Stacy can warp the facts. Into whatever is most convenient for her. Any way she pleases. Right. Uh, there may also be a supernatural
0: interpretation.
1: Could be. It also could be Jesse, in the course of this book, is very worried about a serial burglar who is running
0: amok in Stony Brook. Um. Well, so there are a number of competing theories, and we're going to talk about some of those theories now via audio wizardry. Right so now? Via audio wizardry, so you don't have to do anything. Okay. Uh, Kelsey, uh, Holland, welcome <laughs> to the show. How are you guys doing? Tanner, I'm going to do it. I'm going oh, to do it later. No, just, just patch that in. I'm, <laughs> I, here's what I'm going to do, Tanner. Just patch them in. I'm not going to patch them in. Do you know what that means? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pause it. I'm going to se- artfully segue. Uh-huh. Then after I've done that, I'm going to hit pause uh-huh. and in post. Patch them in. And no, we're not going to patch them in because we already talked to them. In post – I'm going to insert the audio for the interview that we already did with them. We already know what happened. And then we're going to come back and we're going to sing everybody to sleep. Okay.
1: (laughs) Are we actually going to sing them to sleep? We're not
0: actually going (laughs) to sing them to sleep. We're going to talk a little bit more about the book and – Scene. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, what is about to happen is (laughs) –
1: Are you okay? Yeah. I think we should probably let Holland and Kelsey (laughs) take it from here because – You and I are not equipped to do any podcasting right now.
0: (laughs) Let's let Holland and Kelsey take it from here. Here is our discussion with Holland and Kelsey of Whatever It Takes, a Degrassi podcast about this book.
1: Whatever it takes.
0: Great. All right. So here we are with Kelsey and Holland from Whatever It Takes, a Degrassi podcast.
1: Hello,
2: Hello. Hello.
0: Yeah, welcome to our show.
2: Happy to be here. Thank you for having us.
1: Our rules. I guess we should also specify that we were on their, we are on, we are, we were, we are on their show. <laughs> Tenses are fun. We will have
0: been on their show. Yes. Uh, we're going to dive right in. We made Kelsey and Holland read the book, "Stacy and the Missing Ring, today. Um, I guess first, before Jack, we dive Jack, into Jack, Jack, the... Jack,
1: Jack. This wasn't yeah. any Babysitter's Club book. Don't, no, don't rattle this off like they just read a Babysitter's Club <laughs> book with us. This is our first foray into Babysitter's Club mysteries.
0: Yeah. And they are, from what I can tell so far, very much like regular babysitters. Exactly <laughs> like Babysitter's Club books. Yeah. Except maybe a little bit more mysterious.
1: Yeah. And there was no happy reading section at the end.
0: Yeah. I noticed that too. Um Kelsey in Holland, are you guys familiar with the Babysitters Club series in general, or is this your first taste?
2: Oh no, I'm I'm very familiar. I read it all through my youth. I saw the movies. I think that there were plural. I don't remember. It's a blur. It was a TV
3: show? Was it a TV show? Mm-hmm. I think both happened.
2: I know that I watched at least one on VHS, and I know that there were horses involved. So there was probably Mallory involved, and that's all I remember. Yeah.
1: There was a Canadian production and then there was an American movie as well.
3: I was actually more familiar with the Little Sisters series when I was young Mm -hmm. because I started reading those first. So I was familiar with the babysitters from the eyes of Karen Brewer mostly.
0: Hell yeah. Do you guys know which babysitter you are off the top of your head?
2: We've had some discussion about this. Um, So I always wanted to be... Uh, Claudia Dawn, but I know that I'm probably like a Claudia Stacy because I have like weird food hangups and I live in New York and I'm creative but literate. Uh, <laughs> you and can home. live in then... New
1: York and not be obsessed with New York like Stacey is.
2: <laughs> that is valid. So then it's mostly just weird food hangups and I'm like, I'm not, I don't dress cool enough to be Claudia and I'm not, like You're I know artistic. how to read. Yeah, it's just the artistic thing I think.
3: Um, I think I am a Christy who wishes she were a Don because I am from California, but I'm not as laid back and cool as Dawn. but I'm a little more of a control freak like Christy. (laughs) Um, But you guys,
2: this this book was an adventure and a delight. And I just like I have a question, actually. Is it okay if I kind of jump to the end? Do you? Is that like is that allowed? Do you go in order?
0: Yeah, let's spoil it for our listeners. No, please do.
1: We're sorry, baby nation. Just, We're sorry for this. Sorry, baby
2: yeah. nation. Um, baby boys and baby girls. I <laughs> and the baby bees and baby bees. Um, all test thoughts on B theory. Anyway, uh, so the do you think that the burglar is the same as the burglar from the phantom phone call?
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Okay, yeah. so
2: they just never caught him in book two.
1: I don't think they ever caught him. And I'll be honest, I don't think they've caught him yet. I think that was clearly <laughs> like that wallet Copycat? at the end of this book. I think it was a plant. I think the Phantom Phone Caller was setting someone else up like uh, like Jean Valjean and Lady
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Stony Brook police are notoriously ineffectual. They can't get anything right. I came to the same conclusion. Stacey stole the ring. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the thief was a red herring and also was never caught. So, And the phantom phone caller is still large. Definitely the same person. Yes.
2: Okay, good. I just needed to get that off my chest. <laughs>
0: um, so did you guys come to that conclusion as well? Stacy obviously stole this ring.
2: Stole it and then hid it then under hit the it rug the when run. she got caught. Yeah, for sure.
1: When
0: she got caught, yeah. It was
1: like, oh, how convenient that you happen to be the only person in that room, Stacy. Oh, and you're, this is your perspective, too, so you can twist the facts to whatever like perverse truth works best for
0: you.
3: And can just use Christy as a so-called witness to back up her lies.
0: Exactly. Yeah, the premise of this novel is that Stacy gets obsessed with diamond rings. Mm-hmm. Then she goes over to a new... Charge's house, the Gardellas, and they come back and find that a diamond ring is missing, and Stacy is accused of it. And then she manages to weasel her way back into their house, and she's like, Oh, look, I found the ring under your rug. It wasn't me all along.
1: (laughs) Right. Diamond is Stacy's birthstone, which is why she's so obsessed with uh, getting a diamond ring.
3: Correct. I do remember going through a phase when birthstone jewelry was a big fad and very popular. That is true. I had a lot of ruby (laughs) stuff. I know mine is a garnet for January.
1: Same. Oh, I'm January. There you go. Oh, we're all garnets. Garnet.
2: (laughs) I have some ruby stuff because I'm born July. I'm the only weirdo in this conversation, I guess.
1: I
3: think when I got my ears pierced for the first time, I had garnet earrings and it was very
0: exciting. May we ask how many piercings you have? in your ears? Jack.
3: Um <laughs> I have two
2: in each. You don't have, have to answer if you don't want to. <laughs> it's very personal. I
3: have I have one in each because I am a square. I have
2: two in each and I have one in my no- nose that is fairly re- nose? my nose Ooh. that is fairly recently acquired.
1: Jack, we have never discussed non-ear piercings and the hierarchy of face holes. Well, it hasn't
0: come up. Yeah, so in the Babysitter's Club books, as you may or may not know, there's a hierarchy of piercings. Okay. Um, like, the more piercings you have in your ears, the higher you are up on the babysitting hierarchy. Right. Um, Dawn, I think, has the most. I think she has five. I think she has three in one and two in the other. Yeah. Oh,
3: I actually, I have two um, in one and one in the other. I just remember that. <laughs>
0: okay. Oh, that's see, that's play. cool.
1: That's really cool. I think having odd numbers, the more earrings is better, but having – sorry, it's not earrings. It's – um. Holes, ear holes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Having more is better, but having an odd number is also better.
3: What about ear cuffs? What is that? Didn't Stacy? Because
1: Claudia, Claudia (laughs) made one for Stacy as an apology in this book. Because Claudia, at at one point, Claudia accuses Stacy of actually having done the crime of stealing the diamond ring, and like is probing around her room looking for this diamond ring around Stacy's room. They blow up at one another. Uh, they're furious with one another. Um, and at the end of the book, when the diamond ring is recovered, Claudia apologizes to Stacy by making her an ear cuff. Uh, yes, I have no idea what an ear cuff is. Just absolutely no idea.
2: I used to own a few because my mom had like old jewelry from like the seventies, and that was a thing then too. It just, like, it's like a, you put it at, like, the top of your ear and it connects to, like, your bottom earring.
3: It's, like, not committing to a cartilage piercing, but just wrapping something around the same area.
0: Okay,
1: so there's no hole involved?
3: True. There's no hole involved. Okay, well,
1: then, I think it's probably not worth
0: anything, then. That sounds like garbage. That sounds like something (laughs) Christy or Marianne would do. Did you guys have favorite mall outfits?
3: Oh, gosh.
2: Yes, I well all of middle school I dressed like Hot Topic threw up on me. Uh-huh. Um, I, I loved a good fishnets with shorts and high tops and a stud belt. It was extremely two thousand three and four.
1: Did you wear like a black tank top with a men's tie over it as well? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I
2: I didn't like Avril Lavigne. Oh, but I did like um. Claudia's mall outfit because she wore the red high tops with the big red sweater
3: and the black leggings and the black
2: leggings yes. and I was like I, I it would was wear that
3: really understated for her I thought I
2: identify with that but she had something oh weird. you think
0: it was understated she also had a fucking huge red plastic lunch box oh right you know, as a purse
2: yes which I thought was very yeah. cool I'm very envious of Claudia's style
0: yeah she only wears that to the mall
3: I mean she's going out in public
0: okay fair fair <laughs> What did you wear to the mall, Jack?
3: (laughs) The cute guy at the nacho stand could be there.
1: Right. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except Claudia doesn't seem concerned with him. She just wants those sweet, sweet nachos. (laughs) That's very true.
0: I can tell you what I wore to the mall, Tanner. Yeah, hit me. If I went to the mall, I would have worn oversized Jinko jeans.
1: Cool. (laughs) Got me so far. Um,
0: uh, Ralph Lauren sweatshirt. Nice. (laughs) And uh, a visor. Yeah,
1: cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I can picture so. that. I'm surprised you even wore a shirt. You could have just gone Jinkos, <laughs> suspenders, visor.
0: <laughs> so th- these girls go to the mall. Uh, Stacy becomes obsessed with the rain. Yes,
2: we skipped the fight with her mom,
1: Stacy. Like, I have a long history of disliking Stacy, and yeah. I, ca- I catch a lot of grief for that from Baby Nation. And I'm sorry, Baby Nation, but mm-hmm. Stacy's the worst. Stacy demands her mother buy her a diamond ring. They never specify what the price is, but it's high enough that like everyone is shocked yeah. by it. Uh, and when Mrs. McGill says no, Stacy is outraged, and they
0: have a big fight. And she's like, "Dad would buy it for me." <laughs> it's rich coming from Maureen. Oh, I forgot that Ooh. you and
1: Maureen were so close.
0: The reason that Maureen and Stacy's dad, who I'm not that close with divorced in the first place is Stacy's dad is a workaholic, and Maureen every day <laughs> goes out and buys every single thing in Macy's. Right. So, like, don't be that surprised when Stacy wants a diamond ring, Maureen. You did this. Yeah.
1: You made this monster, <laughs> Maureen. Yeah. Just following
2: her lead. Stacey is the most spoiled. Also, I remember in, I think it was the movie, maybe, in the opening, Stacy is late for... The, the like babysitter's club meeting and she's like sorry guys there was a sale and ever since then I hate Stacy
3: yeah she was she also had the nerve to say that oh I don't even ask for that much as if that were a good enough reason for her mother to buy her a diamond ring
2: who's buying a 12 year old a diamond ring <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah there's a fucking cat burglar on the loose in Stony. <laughs> I'm not gonna trust uh, the 12 year old girl with a diamond ring
0: yeah, it's horrifying, uh, and that is not necessarily the most horrifying thing about the relationship between Stacy and Maureen in this book. Yeah, what do you got? When they make it up, they go to the blockbuster to rent a movie, and literally can't decide on anything. In 1991, there were a bunch of fucking good movies that came out. Um, they end up renting *Gone
1: with the googles.
0: Here's the thing about Tanner Googles, Kelsey in Holland. Ooh. I, you know what's nice is having somebody else to talk to about this, because normally I'm just doing this by myself.
1: Terminator 2, Judgment Day.
0: Oh, you're looking up what movies came out in 1991?
1: Boys in the Hood.
0: Like I obviously did Robin before Hood, this Prince in preparation for this conversation. Ooh,
1: City Slickers. Remember how good City Slickers was? <laughs> Hook. That was good. <laughs> Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Jack. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they could have rented Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. The fucking Adams Family came out that year. Hot Shots came out that year.
1: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Us.
0: Oh my gosh! Oh man, it's so good.
1: There's a lot of good movies in 1991.
2: Stacy was trying to push like really weird stuff on her mom too. She wanted her to watch like a concert DVD of her favorite ba- or VHS Great. of her favorite band, which I thought was an odd choice.
3: Who's like the teen pop sensation in the BSC? Cam Geary. Right, Cam Geary. Right. Do you think he was big enough to have a concert film?
0: No, because his first album (laughs) Tang. Right. Yeah, it was Um, unlistenable. He's very handsome. (laughs) Right. But that doesn't translate in the recording studio, we learned. Even Marianne, who's his biggest fan, had trouble with Cam Geary Sings, the recordings of Cam Geary, which is his first and possibly last album.
3: But they do go with Gone with the Wind.
0: Yeah, they end up watching Gone with the Wind, which they've watched 30 times. And they put it on, and then Claudia comes over, and Stacy is like, see you, Mom.
1: (laughs) Yeah, hey, Mom, you mind watching this alone? I need to go hang out with Claudia for a little bit.
0: Newly divorced Maureen, who has no friends in Stony Brook except Mrs. Pike next door, sits down for probably the 60th time to watch Gone with the Wind by herself. Uh, while Stacy goes and has, like, a massive fucking fight with Claudia in her bedroom. Um, where did you guys come down on this Stacy claudia fight?
2: Um, I thought Claudia could have been sneakier <laughs> in her snooping. <laughs> I mean, she was, like, openly, like, opening drawers and looking around, and I'm like, if you're going to, like, show up just to, like, snoop around, like, wait until she goes to the bathroom or something.
3: Yeah, or a... Pretend to watch the movie with her and her mom and then excuse yourself to go to the bathroom and then stoop. Not a lot of pre-planning, but it is Claudia, so.
1: Yeah, she's not a very bright bulb. Uh, I sympathize with Claudia with this, though. Like, I wanted to be more outraged at Claudia in this instant, but I was certain from page 51 from chapter 6, I was almost certain that it would have been the dog who had ended up eating the ring?
3: We thought the exact same thing.
1: And then later in the book, when they go back to the Gardella's house, the dog is not feeling well and needs to eat a small amount of food. So was like, oh, okay, the dog ate the ring, right? But that's not the case. The case was that Stacy stole the ring and <laughs> returned it because she felt bad for stealing it. So I totally side with Claudia on this.
2: Frankly, I'm surprised more people weren't suspicious of Stacy. Like, everyone immediately was like, of course he didn't. I'm like, she's been talking about this diamond ring for, like, four chapters now.
0: Claudia's doing the dirty work for the rest of the BSC. <laughs> Everybody knows Stacy did it. Uh, it explains why all those meetings are super fucking awkward. Christy is just in, like, full, like, PR crisis. <laughs> overload they need to hire Man. a pr person oh my god well fucking dawn should do it she's the chief alternate officer.
1: dawn has a job jack chief alternate <laughs> officer it's a serious job they need a new babysitter who's good at pr and spin pete black oh my god pete black would be so good at it he's so quick he's so quick-witted he's so sharp
3: he won the school election yeah he clearly knows
1: how to con- pete black
3: run a campaign
1: can i uh talk about something yeah There's a troubling new figure in Stony Brook that I want to bring up. I'm a little worried about him.
2: Oh, Oh, I know. Oh, Joey.
1: (laughs) Joey is also someone I want to talk about, but I'm more concerned about this other presence, this other new presence. Okay. I'm going to read a passage. Shh, Marianne said. Let's try not to wake up Andrea until the party's all ready. Now, let's find a couple of presents to wrap up. Jenny cruised around the living room and chose three of her favorite toys a Barbie, the one she calls hospital Barbie because she got it when Mrs. P was at the hospital having Andrea, a ratty old clown doll she calls (laughs) Mr. Bog, (laughs) and her find-the-picture book.
0: Jesus, that's terrifying. Let's
1: talk about Mr. Bog. I
2: totally skipped over the doll. I can't believe I forgot about the doll.
1: There's a new doll in Stony Brook, and he is a ratty old clown doll Named Mr. Bog, which is a uh, horrifying name for a clown doll. (laughs) (laughs) It's not
0: great. Yeah, as if it's not horrifying enough to have a living clown doll sitting in your house. Uh, To then name—I guess she didn't name him. He probably came as Mr. Bog.
1: I don't know. Like, what toy manufacturer would make a clown doll called Mr. Bog?
0: What toy manufacturer would make a clown doll? (laughs) Yeah, that's true.
2: Clown dolls are easily like the third scariest doll. It what goes are the first two. It goes Let's do no, your first two. In order. It goes porcelain, those marionettes that have like the red circles as cheeks, and then clown dolls.
3: Where do my twin dolls fall?
1: My twin dolls are a solid fourth. I don't like the ones that eat real food and then poop it out.
3: <laughs> those are also terrifying. And also force responsibility on you when you're probably not ready for it yet.
0: Yeah, well, so do terrifying clown dolls. What about you take a porcelain doll and then just put clown makeup on it? Yeah. I think that's what Mr. Bog is. <laughs> it's yeah. the stuff
1: of nightmares. I hate Mr. Bog, and I'm worried about him. Like, <laughs> the Preziosas have a bad history with dolls. Jenny Preziosa is the one who succumbed to the doll a few books ago, too. So we know
0: this family is weird. Everybody except Mr. Prezioso, who all he wants to do is go and watch some fucking boys basketball. <laughs> oh, and never gets that. So the nightmare thing that poor Mr. Prezioso had to do today was they had to get dressed up in some insane velvet outfit. Everybody is wearing velvet, and they go to the Gardella's dinner party.
1: Like, eyes wide shut, like, secret <laughs> yeah. cult
0: dinner party. At first, I thought they were going to a witch, like, one of the witch meetings that we know that Morbid of Destiny has. Right. Of
1: course. But the Preziosos, they come home early because they're like, oh, the party was kind of a dud. And it's like, yeah, that's what you would say if like you saw all your friends and neighbors having weird sex with one another <laughs> at some kind of weird cult sex party.
0: They put all their keys in the bowl and like no one picked up their keys. Yeah. And they were just like, uh. Mr.
1: Prezioso just happened to grab Mrs. Prezioso's keys and he's like, well, whatever.
3: <laughs> the spears are just over in the kitchen by the refrigerator
1: <laughs> doing spaghetti stuff.
3: So are you saying that I know that you generally assign the seven deadly sins to the living dolls in Stony Brook?
0: I'll stop you for just a second. We don't. Oh, do right. That. And, and does. That. And does that. We Princess figure that Annabelle. out. But sorry, carry on.
3: So would you then say that Mr. Bog would be representative of lust and is influencing the adults in Stony Brook through the preziosos?
1: I don't even know what the Seven Deadly Sins are. I can never remember.
0: (laughs) That's so virtuous. It's beautiful. I haven't even heard of some of these. Envy, what's that? (laughs) Maybe Mr. Bog is like all of these fucking sins, man.
1: I think I'm a little, this is why I brought it up. I'm a little worried like Mr. Bog is like the king of all dolls.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. If I had a porcelain clown doll, that was the king of all dolls, I would call it Mr. Bog. Right.
1: <laughs> it
3: makes sense that he would then embody all seven deadly sins.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you guys hinted to it, but there's also another dark, new dark presence in Stony Brook.
0: Yeah. This, right. like,
1: shadow Jackie Radowski.
0: Joey Conklin.
1: Joey Conklin. Is that it?
0: He's a cute kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think he means to cause chaos, but this little terror might just be a challenger to the walking disaster title that Jackie Radowski now holds.
1: They call him Mr. Trouble. Yeah. Mr. Trouble is
2: an interesting nickname. Um but who like goes into a stranger's house and just unleashes a hose? And I think that it's like weirdly sexual and I'm very uncomfortable with the whole situation.
1: <laughs> I don't think this kid isn't intending to be a disaster. I think he's malicious. I think he's like yeah. he's the sh- the dark shadow to jackie radowski's like bumbling innocence <laughs> do you guys know like re- like the reverse flash uh mythology in the flash universe jack i'm i'm I asking mean, you jesus who does yeah, right. <laughs> he's, he's evil and he tries to like undo all the good that flash does i think that is who joey conklin is i think he's in a mirror darkly
0: through a glass darkly <laughs> that's what i meant are you using king james or what
1: yeah, I was, I was New International. I was reading that from New International here.
0: Yeah, come on, man. You know what we do here. It's King James or nothing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so walking disaster in the BSC universe means a time walker, right? Yeah, right. Um, it means that you walk through time, uh, and Jackie Radowski does this against his will. He's just an innocent kid who's trying to live out his life, and instead, he has to live out a million lifetimes and a million deaths. Uh, I think Joey Conklin is a walking disaster who is doing this deliberately.
3: So do you think he is just following Jackie Radowski through his time jumps and undoing all the good that he had just done in the lives that he had lived before?
1: I suspect so. I think he's an adversary. I think he is an antagonist to Jackie Radowski.
3: Inserting balance?
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm worried about him. I think we need to keep an eye on him, and I think, like, I hope this isn't our only run-in with Joey Conklin. And frankly, like, I, I hope to see him and Jackie Radowski match wits and have some kind of face-off in the distant future or the near past at some point.
3: Maybe he can learn from Joey. He can learn how to control it. Well, he can learn Dark from the side. bad, but live his own life.
1: Yeah, just like the can Flash anything. and reverse Flash. <laughs> Reverse Flash <laughs> teaches Flash how to be better by teaching him how not to act. Essentially,
0: all right, Joey Conklin, we should, we'll keep an eye on this guy. This is a thing that Anne does that worries me, and maybe she's got like such a long arc where it's like she introduces something like this, which is so fucking tantalizing, and then when's the next we're going to hear of it? Are they ever going to meet?
1: I'm slightly worried because this is like non-canon. These mystery books. So I'm not sure we'll ever see Joey Conklin again.
0: I guess we could look up the babysitter's wikia.
1: Oh, already on it. No, I didn't say now, dude.
0: And then we all just wait. This is, so do you guys getting a sense of what I go through? There's a
1: popular comedian named Joey, Joe Conklin.
0: First, you wait, there's a pause, right? He While he Googles. <laughs> There's a pause while he Googles. And then, sort of as a dutiful podcast co host, I feel like I need to fill airspace. And so I start talking. And just as I get going, he says the fucking thing. And now here we are. Tanner, why don't you read from the Babysitter's Club Wikia about what Joey Conklin is up to?
1: I'm still finding it.
0: Um, I'm so sorry about this.
1: I'm not even. Like, are we even sure these exist? Like, did we all just have some kind of like. (laughs) mutual fever dream like hallucination <laughs> I, was, I was gonna
2: say it's like a what is it folia de but like a
3: quatre,
1: i guess nothing he's just he doesn't exist this is spooking me out
3: does that lend more or less to the shadow person theory
1: i think more
0: all right so we've obviously uncovered some kind of a conspiracy here joey conklin doesn't exist
1: i'm worried about this you guys joey conklin is just doesn't exist
0: all right, well, friends, we're gonna have to have a, another entire discussion about a Degrassi. Uh, what is it? What is it called? Is it a book? Episode? No, it's a TV, TV series. Yeah. That we watch. Yes, a television book. It's a television, book. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a a television novella. Book. A serial. So perhaps, perhaps <laughs> we should wrap up here. Do you guys have some closing? Did you enjoy this novel?
2: I had a great time. It was a quick, easy read. Um, I. Took some issue with real early chapter two. Claudia is exotic because she's Japanese American. Yeah, they End of always sentence. say that. Oh. Yeah, they always welcome. Say that. welcome it's welcome rough. To every
0: chapter two of every fucking baby yeah. sister. I think they figured <laughs> it out. And I forgot like, around book fifty. It's <laughs> it's real rough. It's, Do
3: they? Also always say that going to the Hard Rock Cafe makes you a real New Yorker, like Stacy does.
1: <laughs> but yeah,
3: yeah, it was a great book, great novel. Good time. Stacy did it.
1: Are you guys thinking about starting your own Babysitter's Club podcast? No, no please don't. Please don't. We don't need any <laughs> competition. We're pretty
2: locked into this Degrassi thing.
3: Yeah, we've just planned out the next two years of our schedule because there are a lot more Degrassi episodes than we were originally familiar
1: with. Wow. Jack and and
0: I are nowhere near that advanced.
2: Holland's a Christie. so
0: Right. Um, I watched my first episode of Degrassi today and it ends on like a crazy fucking cliffhanger. Yeah. (laughs) So I can understand why you want to keep watching. Yeah. Well, we're going to, that's a little tease for you, baby nation. Um, If all of the audio works out, which it probably will. Um, Tanner and I will have been on whatever it takes, a Degrassi podcast. So you should check that out whenever the fuck that happens. Um, But uh, you guys, thank you so much for coming on our show.
1: Yes, thank you.
3: Thanks for having us. Thank
0: Um, you. you, Do you have information for the Baby Nation about where they can find you uh, if they want to follow up with your podcast and your social media and anything else you're working on?
3: Yeah, you can just find us on iTunes, whatever it takes, a Degrassi podcast. And we're also on Twitter, at DegrassiPod, And you can find all of our other social media stuff that way.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I,
3: I, I don't need
2: to plug myself as a human. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm just a person with an
0: Instagram. It does not matter. <laughs> Listen to my dumb podcast about Degrassi. And rate, review, and subscribe it, Baby Nation. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know,
3: yes,
2: please.
0: Just do that. Actually...
3: Please. If people review, we will we write fan fictions about our reviewers involving Degrassi characters.
0: Oh, that's so much smarter than what we do. We just avoid them because we're afraid that they're going to say something mean. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, we bribe people with the fan fiction so they only say something nice.
0: That's
1: so much better.
0: Is there any way you could write fan fiction about our reviewers? Yeah. Sure. sure.
1: Baby Nation, yeah, uh, Holland and Kelsey will write fan fiction about you
0: yeah if you subscribe to and review our podcast and they just made that official in a legally binding <laughs> yeah it's a verbal contract <laughs> you just put your preferences
2: in
3: the review if you want to be shipped with pete black alan gray whoever <laughs> oh, yeah. i
0: want to be shipped with pete black and alan gray yeah <laughs>
3: We could make that
0: happen. Well, that sounds lovely. Shipping is when like, you go on a cruise with the yeah, person. Yeah, it's like
1: going on a cruise with them, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Just like uh, Super Special, number one.
0: Yeah, just like Babysitter's Club Super Special, number one. Um, <laughs> you guys, thank you so much. This has been really fun.
2: Yay, thank you. Thank you.
1: And we're back. Wow, hey. Kelsey Holland, <laughs> Tanner, you... thank you so much for coming in today.
0: We, we literally will um, have just said that. Is there
1: anything <laughs> that you guys want to plug while you're here or <laughs> Well, if you guys just want to sit there quietly while we record the rest of the show, <laughs> um just go find them saying both saying yes. Okay. From the recording earlier.
0: Yeah. Patch it in here. Okay, okay. Good. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Okay, great.
1: Jackie. Yes. My boy. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about more stuff, huh? You and I would love to talk about something that we didn't get to with Kelsey Holland. Sorry, is, is, ladies again. Sorry for referring to you while you're sitting here. But uh, something we didn't get to earlier with them, yeah, is whether or not you had a. <gasps> going huh I'm So exhausted. Man. let's do it again kelsey uh and <laughs> holland you guys get involved this time too
0: <gasps> we can't ask them to sit silent and then keep trying to involve him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had a burn of the week this week Aaron. did you yeah i'm glad
1: because i didn't <laughs> okay fine you know what buddy i didn't know here's the thing what i didn't know what we were doing yeah I didn't know whether this was going to be all new format, all experimental. Who
0: knows? We're in uncharted territory. This is an alternate universe. I just it's... read
1: this fresh. Yeah. You know, I read this as though I'd never read a Babysitter's Club book in my life. Yeah. So I didn't capture a burn of the week. I didn't know that's something we did.
0: No, so did you read the first two chapters where they still literally just describe? The... Uh, no,
1: I still skipped those. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Anne and us are very much alike. You know, we're embarking on this new venture, Babysitter's Club Mysteries. Mm-hmm. It's a spinoff. We're doing interviews, but ultimately, we still got a burn of the week. we still describe the plot of the book twice yeah. up front.
1: Yeah. You know? One of us described the plot of A-Team. Yeah,
0: one of us <laughs> described the, the fucking plot of A-Team. You guys haven't seen it. It's good as hell.
1: Do you mean the movie from a few years
0: ago? No, I don't mean the movie from a few years ago. Um, I did have a burn of the week, Tanner. Did you? Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't pick this up. It is. Charlie, our boy, Charlie, Kruger. Christie's brother, Thomas, Charlie, Thomas, Thomas, Charlie, Thomas. What? What are you doing? What are you doing?
1: Something is crinkling over here.
0: Do you hear it? Yeah, it's weird. What do you think it is?
1: Mount? Is it a mouse?
0: <laughs> Something. Something's happening. <laughs>
1: What do you think it is? Maybe a specter in Jack's house. Our doll is here. The doll is here watching over us. Something is crinkling
0: in the corner. Something in the corner is crinkling oh my and god! shifting. This is going to be like one of those podcasts that's like found audio. You know?
1: Oh, yeah. Like the black
0: tapes. But except it's actually going to be this. It's going to be like, did they really do like 60 episodes of just talking about these books and then like they died? Because <laughs> some the plastic is
1: crinkling in the corner, unexplained. Do you it's want me to... still crinkling.
0: A All little. right, I'm gonna look and see what it is. Oh
1: God, I hope it's not a rat.
0: Who knows what it is? But you're gonna have to narrate. Okay, so okay. stay, okay. stay on your. So Jack is is moving over to my
1: side of the room, under the sunray, directly under the sunray. He has a bookshelf covered in pants <laughs> uh, and books, and he's pulling the pants off now. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pair of jeans. Okay, he's moved moved the pants away. Um, The bookshelf has some shoes and some books on it and a camera. And behind the shelf is a large plastic bag. What is it, a mouse?
0: It's still crinkling.
1: It's a large plastic bag. Now that he's moved the pants, the the bag has started crinkling again. Okay, Jack moved the bookshelf a little. And the bag started crinkling more, and but it kept kind of crinkling on its own afterward. Okay, Jack is moving the Michael's bag out. It's a Michael's bag, confirmed. It's full of like pa- poster board. What's in there? There's a shoehorn and some Michael's stuff. Jack moved the shoehorn. <laughs> Jack took the shoehorn out and, and fluid inexplicably dripped from his face. <laughs> I think he might be crying. <laughs> What's in there? Is it a rat? I don't know. Is it a mouse? Do you have mice?
2: No.
1: Okay. 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 There's nothing. There's no imminent threat. Nothing is, is posing a direct threat to us right now. <laughs> um, J- Jack did pull the bag out from behind the bookshelf. Um, I think. It does seem to be the source of the crinkling. There's no direct cause for the crinkling, which is somehow even more troubling than had it been a mouse.
0: But it's it's gone silent.
1: It's gone silent. Jack what? did drip fluid from his face.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> uh um, whatever it is has gone dark, Baby Nation. I told you the Babysitters Club mysteries are different, man.
1: We've got Tomago here. What's her name?
0: Tomoyo. Tomoyo
1: is here keeping watch over us. We shouldn't be v- being. V- Specters shouldn't be able to.
0: Visit Look, us. Right this now. book was different. It felt different. It's a mystery, right? Yeah. It's got all the trappings of a BSC book. There's BSC meetings. They describe it at the beginning. But something is different. Something is creepy. Something is dark. We, as you will know from our discussion with Kelsey and Holland, discovered that there is a – alternate universe dark jackie radowski in this oh book? yeah joey uh, conklin joey conklin yeah. who's a time walker but he's a knowing time walker right and his goal is not to save the world but to destroy it right he's the, he's
1: jackie's darker side uh,
0: we found the in this like under dark version of the babysitter's club universe in a mirror darkly and through a glass darkly <laughs> man
1: Jack you know what What You're being very impatient right now Okay Love is patient (laughs) Love is kind You know who said that
0: Uh, John
1: Corinthian
0: Paul, okay. <laughs> his name is John Corinthian, yeah, that's what John Corinthian said, hey, guess what baby nation, we're still in this room with whatever the fuck it was that was making that creepy noise, It's still here weird. we are through a glass darkly, we're in a babysitter's club, mystery, shit is fucking different, I'm gonna tell you now, my burn of the week, if I die uh-huh. while I'm trying to say that from whatever the hell it was that was attacking us yeah, that's not my fault, you're gonna have to do this podcast by yourself, maybe you can do it with your best friends Kelsey and Holland, I will you probably will. You guys seem to get along great. Yeah. Fine. Kelsey,
1: Holland, any thoughts on that?
0: Strangely Petr- silent, Petr- Tanner. Patch Petr- They don't have <laughs> <laughs> Here's my Burn of the Week, dude. It's Charlie. Mm. He's driving. Uh- oh,
1: God. We're doing Burn of the Week.
0: Yeah. We- I was doing Burn of the Week.
1: Before the Spectre attacked us. Oh,
0: it was so bad, Baby Nation. I- it's so hard. I didn't get the audio of it. I mean, I can just crinkle this. Yeah, I mean, you want to do a little foley work? No, pull it up to the mic and just just crinkle it a little. I'm
1: afraid to touch
0: it. You should be. You fucking should be. This is what it was doing,
1: baby nation. Yeah. It was a- it was as though something was creeping along this plastic Michael's bag. <sighs> That's really triggering someone's ASMR. <laughs> 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 I'm taking notes with a uh,
0: lightly lighted pencil you can really hear the pencil moving across the paper and and Tanner's taking notes about what you're doing while I'm cutting your hair <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> this is your fucking ASMR nightmare <laughs> <laughs> also
0: there's a specter in the room <laughs> none of us can see it um Charlie Tanner uh picks up the girls to take them to the mall uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh huh uh huh uh we stopped to pick up Dawn and Marianne, and they squeezed in next to me. Mmm, I said. Somebody smells good. What is that smell? Must be my new shampoo, answered Dawn. It's called Wildflower Wash. She tossed her hair, and I could smell the sweet scent again. Charlie coughed. Smells more like accident in the perfume factory to me. <laughs> <laughs> Got him, Charlie. You don't fucking like that. Hey, Charlie. Yeah.
1: Don't come after f- Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie. Yeah. I love you. I love your goofs. I love your <laughs> sense of humor. I love love what you bring to the books. Don't you dare fucking come after Dawn.
0: Yeah, she's been through a lot, Charlie. Go after
1: anyone else. Not go after, after
0: Stacy. Ugh. Yeah, go after Stacy.
1: She's a ring thief.
0: Yeah. Probably. She literally steals rings. Right. Um, speaking of that ring tanner, something we did not delve into with Kelsey and Holland. Mhm. Is it possible that the ring itself has some kind of power over them? Maybe. Like this book opens with Stacy basically as like Schmeagol in this. And she's Just like "Just pronounce it right. Schmeagol? <laughs> Schmeagol. I would say Schmeagol. Okay, well there right.
1: was f- f- six blockbuster films that <laughs> All right. came out I'll directed take that by way. Peter Jackson. All of which pronounced it
0: Smeagol. It opens with Stacy as Smeagol in this. Like just weirdly out of the blue, into rings.
1: Yeah, way into rings. Uh mom?
0: Right. Like they're having a nice moment. Mom? They're having a nice moment talking about Maureen's old boyfriends. Right. And Stacy's just like, uh, Mom. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, but I need a ring. I need a ring. And I, need I need you to ring. buy it for me. It's
1: very expensive.
0: That's a crazy thing to ask your mom. And then she goes to the fucking store, and she's like – they see the ring in the store, and she can't get enough of it. And then shit goes off the rails. All of the babysitting clients disappear. This is the first and only Stacey-Claudia fight, right, in the yeah. entire canon. Yeah,
1: as far as I know. It's the only
0: time they fight. And it's also like – it is a fight. That is beyond anything that has ever happened in the BSC. Claudia essentially comes over to Stacy's house and accuses her of being a diamond thief. Right. It's grand larceny. If I came over to your house and I was like, hey, I think you have stolen diamonds. Okay. I haven't. I kind of think you have, though.
1: What makes you think that?
0: Well, diamonds have gone missing.
1: Why would you just automatically accuse me? Do you know other people?
0: I have plenty of friends. None of them are fucking diamond thieves. I'll tell you something. I wouldn't knowingly be friends with a diamond thief. Why do you suspect me? Uh, Tanner's not a diamond thief, you guys. I don't want you to think that. I never would think that you would steal diamonds. You haven't, have you?
1: I haven't recently.
0: Okay. Um, So that's fucking crazy. I don't know. Maybe the ring did it. That's what I'm saying.
1: That makes a lot of sense to me, actually. It's like the one ring. Right. Like, like it kind of corrupts everyone it gets near to. Yeah, it corrupts. I don't think it's Stacy's fault, A. I don't think it's Claudia's fault for being paranoid. I think this is the ring's influence. Claudia's no more to blame than Boromir, you know? Right. And Boromir's a tragic character. Yeah. He died defending these hobbits who he loved. Right. And betrayed because of his own
0: lust for the power of the One Ring. Right.
1: Claudia's in the same boat.
0: Good. I'll buy it. So the ring did it. Anne wants us to think that the cat did it. No, Anne wants us to think that the dog did it. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. She
1: has this red herring all along. She's like, you dumb idiots. Right. You're going to think the dog did it
0: the um, The dog did it. The cat did it. The ring did it. Stacy did it. Who can say? This is what we're the learning. The phantom phone caller did it. The fucking phantom phone caller did it. Maybe
1: there... it was fucking Joey Cannoli. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, there is a time-walking agent of chaos in this book, yeah. Joey Conklin. Right. So maybe Joey did it. I think what we're learning, Tanner, about Babysitter's Club Mysteries is that the mystery is never solved in the book. The ostensible mystery. Who fucking knows?
1: Well, and they're non-canon.
0: I mean, it's not non-canon, right? If it's an alternate universe within the Babysitter's extended universe.
1: Yeah, but this this is typical comic book tactics. Like, in five years when these universes, like, spin out of control. Yeah, Anne will condense it down to the main canon universe. Right. And all of this stuff will be excised.
0: I believe more in Anne than that. I think she'll find a way of bringing these universes together. Going oh, to really? Fight. Yeah. Remember
1: my 15-minute search for Joey Conklin earlier? Yeah.
0: Gone. Oh, yeah. Joey Conklin does not exist.
1: He just, he's not on the Wikipedia's. He's not on the Babysitters Wikis.
0: Well, how does Anne make BSC mystery stuff disappear from our actual physical meat space? I don't know. That's sinister as fuck. Uh, I you want to know?
1: Probably uses the power of the ring. Oh
0: god, this is scary. Okay, so it starts with the ring. The ring is powerful. We fucking know that.
1: I've only read one of these. Yeah. So so far, the evidence backs this up entirely. Yeah. This is hundred percent true. Hundred percent of the time. These books are about powerful artifacts.
0: Right. That Anne uses to
1: warp and control
0: reality. Okay. So we'll keep an eye on this. So far, it seems like the babysitters club mysteries are a way for us to understand the powerful artifacts that Anne is collecting from different universes and right. different planes of existence yes. via her medium, Joey Conklin, yeah. evil time walker. Yes in order to control the babysitters in the main babysitter's universe and keep them trapped in amber. Absolutely. Well, and that's another Babysitter's Club mystery solved. Yes. Um, I want to say one more thing. Mm. Before we wrap up, Tanner, did you notice what happened in the first chapter of this book very similar to what happened in the first chapter of the first book of the original Babysitter's Club series, Christy's Great Idea? No. Okay, let me read you a passage from the first chapter of this book. Okay. Didn't I ever show you the pictures? Says Maureen to Stacy. She dragged me into the living room and sat me on the couch. Then she pulled an old beat-up photo album off the shelf. Oh, right, I said as soon as I saw the pictures. Now I remember. That's where you were wearing that funny dress and you had that weird hairdo. What's it called? A wasp's nest? A beehive. A beehive. She said, laughing. (laughs) Oh, golly. It's a beehive, says Maureen.
1: In the first chapter of the first book of the Babysitter's Club Mysteries.
0: Well, now we know to look out for it, Anne.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You had us fooled at the beginning of Babysitter's Club, Anne. We didn't have our eyes peeled for it. But now we know. You can't tr- like you're getting a little more subtle with your yeah. tactics, but we still see it. Yeah, and and message received loud and clear. And they're bees.
0: They're bees. Sentient bees. Oh, God, it's so obvious. Um, that's it. That's all I wanted to talk to you about.
1: Good. I'm so tired. It's ten <laughs> fifteen. We literally started recording with Han and Kelsey again. Thank you for being
0: here. Uh,
1: five hours ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Check. Yep. Here we are, and here we still are. Um, maybe I'll wrap things up, huh? Wow, I would, I would love that. Ooh, we can get the fuck out of here. Wow. Um, guys, 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 guys. This has been an experiment. Uh, it's an experiment in which we have an interview with people with some special guests with some other humans
1: we know and like and love.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: this week we had Kelsey and. Holland from Whatever It Takes, the Grassy Podcast.
0: Next time, who knows who we're gonna have? Maybe see an I Anne. I think we've maybe run out of friends already. Saint Anne. We don't know Anne.
1: We'll get to know her. Yeah, maybe next. The week eventual can... goal, Baby Nation, with these Babysitters Club mysteries, yeah, is to get Anne on the show. Yeah, and force her to read one of her own Babysitters <laughs> Club mystery books and discuss it with us.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll do it at her place so she doesn't have to deal with like creepy spirit world yeah. monsters.
1: We'll definitely do it at her place. We'll definitely have us <laughs>
0: noodling in around in the corner. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. But Baby Nation, if you happen to know anyone who yeah. you think would be a good fit for this show, someone we could talk to, someone with a podcast, someone with a TV show, someone with a media property that feels right for this, hit us up at yeah. BSCC Podcast and we'll try to make it happen.
0: Yeah. Um. This week... We read Babysitter's Club Mystery number 1, Stacy and the Missing Ring. Next time we do this, God knows when that's going to be, we're going to read a book called Beware Dawn. I dropped my magnet. No, uh, it's
1: very hard to pick up.
0: Great. Everybody wants to know about your magnet, Tanner. Everybody, everybody wants Got to it. know about your magnet. I dropped the magnet. I
1: picked it up. Say it again.
0: <laughs> Beware Dawn.
1: Say the whole thing again.
0: This week we read oh say it again this week we read babysitter this week we read baby this week we read babysitter's club mystery number one Stacy and the missing ring next time we do one of these I
1: almost dropped the magnet again oh my god you're driving me insane let me get out of
0: here just let me get out of here please let me get out of this hell go ahead next time we read a babysitter's club mystery
1: and who knows when that'll be
0: and who knows who the guest is going to be maybe it'll be kelsey and holland again we'll have to hit them up and be Could like be. guys we don't have any <laughs> other friends anyone else <laughs> uh, it's gonna be called beware dawn beware of what well i don't know if it's beware of dawn or dawn beware
1: Oh, God, that's spooky.
0: Yeah, it's super fucking spooky. Because we already
1: know Dawn's a line with the
0: ghosts. Ugh. Well, that's something to look forward to. Um, next time you hear from us, more than likely, it will be doing a regular Babysitter's Club book uh, in the normal run of things. So look forward to that. In the meantime, please do rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And? 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 Kelsey and Holland have promised, have vowed, uh, yes. have sign- they literally we literally made them sign their names in blood uh they have vowed that they will write a fan fiction about uh one of our reviews, so make them good um that's it that's all there is from me
1: Kelsey Holland thank you so much so for great s- for having sitting you here, here tonight. quietly
0: and not freaking out when all that weird shit happened
1: and not batting your eyelash at my wet crotch,
0: yep yeah. from the beer Tanner didn't pee his pants No. Um,
1: you guys can confirm that, right? I didn't pee my pants. Patch them in.
0: Baby Nation, this week, I have been Jack Shepard. I have been Tanner Greenring. Claudia's wearing a bra now. way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. <music> Guys hear me?
3: Uh, we can't hear you we on can- here anymore. Nope.
0: Uh, this, is, this show is honestly, frankly, better without Tanner. <laughs> um, so while we wait for him to call back, who's your uh, favorite uh, host of the Baby Souls
3: <laughs> podcast? Oh, I
2: did like when you had that little girl on.
3: Oh, yeah. The little girl on the super specials.
0: Oh, it's Natalie. God, that's such a good diplomatic answer. <laughs>